Hi everybody, it's that time that Teresa and I get to spend some time with you on Real Life Discussion with Pastor Rodney. And again, my wife is with me today. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And I know a lot of you all enjoy this, especially when Teresa's with me on this on the podcast. And it's something I enjoy doing with her. And uh, so just at the beginning, let's talk about the church for a few moments. I know I'm going to be up there this week um, doing some painting. We want to try to get the bathrooms done. Mm-hmm. And we've already got the hallway done, and then eventually we'll get into the kitchen. We probably won't have that done, but we'll get in there and start doing some work here before long. Michelle and Corey's outside, been outside trimming, getting things ready for us to put some pine needles out. And then I got a call in to get with someone about getting our sign yeah. redone. Uh, so all that stuff that we're working towards, of because our goal right now is for our first service to be August, the first weekend of August. Okay. Uh, the reason we're doing that is is because, as you know, uh, especially in our county here, we have saw an increase. Yeah. Is that correct? There's There's been, um, for the last couple of weeks now, I've, I've, there's been a huge increase with the number. And um, that's positive, but also the number of hospitalized patients that we've seen. So we, I know in some areas we might be a little more cautious, but again, with our people that we've got a, a older people and younger people, we just want to do that. Mm-hmm. But one thing that we are going to do starting in July, and we'll let you know through the podcast, we'll let you know um, on Facebook and also by uh, a text, uh, we're going to get back during the week, at least one day a week in July, sometime either the first or second week of July with prayer. So we're going to invite people to come to prayer. We'll still practice the social distance thing. But we'll get back to prayer because before we start our church back in the first week of August, I want to make sure everything's saturated in prayer. I want us to come back. And I, I kind of want to feel like this is not just going back to church. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to feel like it's a relaunch. Mm-hmm. Like same place, same name. We just want to have a stronger and better atmosphere. So we want you ready. Mm-hmm. We want you to get excited about this. But during this time, we want you to be praying for the church, praying for God to increase it, praying for souls to be saved, and praying for each other. Yeah. And I love how people are getting in touch with each other, checking on each other, and that shows you what family is all about. And we want you to know that Teresa and I are here for you. So if you need us, reach out to us and let us know. And uh, if you need something to pray about, you know how to get in touch with us. You've got our phone number or you can... Uh, text us. You can let us know on Facebook that you need prayer, and uh, we'd appreciate that. But as I was praying a little bit this morning, and you know, during the week, we did do the YouTube video. It's out, uh, so it's over there for you to watch today. We appreciate you watching that. Also, last week we did talk a little bit about what's going on in uh, the United States. Mm-hmm. So you need to go back, and if you haven't listened to last week's YouTube. But I really, today's message or the day discussion between us, uh, you all that's listening on podcast and also Teresa and I, we want to just talk about the Word of God and how we've got to allow the Word of God to be very important in our life because if we allow the Word of God to be important in our life, we'll begin to see some great things begin to happen in our life. Mm -hmm. So the scripture we want to start out looking at first is Acts chapter 19, verse 20. It's really short. It just says, so the word of God grew mightily and prevailed. Well, the word to grow means to produce by cultivating, to increase in size and weight. So here, so the word of God increased in our life. Mm -hmm. It began to grow in our life. And for that to happen, you have to spend time in the word. Mm -hmm. Um, And you and I was talking about before we started the podcast, you and I, uh, and we've had this happen to us, we would study the Word, we have read it over and over again, mm-hmm. and all, all at once, you would say, hey, or I would say something to you, uh, because if we read something, and maybe we were going through something, something, you know, uh, where I was preparing a message, all at once, say it was part of that scripture that would jump out at me. Mm-hmm. It would, as we would say, illuminate itself. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, it goes from the written word, the locos, to the spoken word, the, the uh, rhema word. In other words, it would become alive to me. And that's what you want. Mm-hmm. You want something to begin to jump out at you because, again, then it becomes part of your life. And to me, that's what we right now as a church and as you are listening to the podcast, 
you want that experience. You, if you, faith begins where the will of God is known. Yes. And if you don't understand the will of God in a situation or have firm foundation in the Word, you may um, be led astray. Yes. And you may not even know what's available to you. And so you have to get into that logos and you have to dig for yourself to find out what the truth is. You may have been taught in it. And the knowledge they had at the time. Yeah. You may have been taught tradition of men. You may yes. have been taught religion. And then you're, you would totally not know that healing would be yours, prosperity would be yours, victory would be yours. And um, Just think about, you know, we've been married 30... 33... 33 years this, this year. Fall. Just think about how far we have come, oh, yeah. come from... Us getting married, brought up in church, mm-hmm. with the revelation we have now at the Word. If we could go back to that, to when we got married, where would yeah. we be at today? But what really gets me sometimes is people say, I've already read that. Yeah. I've already read that. Mm-hmm. And then something happens. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought you already read that. Yeah. Um, but faith comes by hearing and hearing, hearing and, and hearing. hearing and hearing the Word of God. One time's not good enough. No. And then it goes on and says, as you cultivate, now, here also you've got to protect. Mm-hmm. So you don't want, as soon as you have planted that word in your life, for it to be tore up. Mm-hmm. So you've got to watch what you're listening to, mm-hmm. what you're watching. You've got to begin to watch sometimes even who you're hanging around with because you have to protect, just like a farmer mm-hmm. protects that seed that's been planted in the ground. Mm-hmm. You've got to protect that word that is being planted in your life and if God has had a word jump out to you, and it has become rhema, spoken word to you, you don't want somebody trying to pull that out of you. No, and there's, you know, like I watch a lot of YouTube channels. Yes. Um, and there's a, a lady that I particularly watch. She's like homesteading. Mm-hmm. And she had planted this beautiful garden, just spent so much blood, sweat, and tears over this garden yeah. to wake up the next morning and... <laughs> It was devoured. You know, the, the rabbits, the birds will get in there, get the seed. Our neighbor up yeah. the road up here said the same thing because you've been wanting me to kind of do some flower beds and I come home and said, baby, I can't do that. Like above ground. Yes. Above, yeah, above ground gardening. Uh, raised beds. Yes. Raised bed gardening. Couldn't get the word. And he, he said the same thing. He said he planted it and as soon as they came up and started rotting mm-hmm. a little bit, he would look out or come home from work. And they the squirrels and the rabbits had pulled them off some way and taken bites out of each one of them. Yeah. But we allow that sometimes to happen yeah. in our life when it comes to the Word. And it's been pulled off the vine before it has fully grown. Yeah. Uh, but if you, if you cultivate and you protect that Word, it says you will prevail. Mm-hmm. Prevailed mightily means to gain the upper hand, to persuade. Mm-hmm. In other words, you'll begin to see victories in your life. Mm-hmm that normally you would not have seen if you had not allowed that word to become rhema in your life. In other words, it's been sitting there. It was locos. It was the written word. But when it has illuminated itself and it had become the spoken word, the rhema word to you, and you, you cultivated it, you protected it, mm-hmm. now you're seeing things that maybe a year ago would frustrate you mm-hmm. or you didn't have victory in. Mm-hmm. Now you're beginning to walk in victory because you're protecting the word that was implanted on you. Even the persuasion can be yourself sometimes. Yes. You know, it, it's with healing, We a lot of us can say, well, yeah, I believe God heals and he can heal somebody else, but we don't necessarily believe God will always heal us. He can do it for somebody else, not for do, me. Yeah, because that sets in unworthiness or I don't deserve it or I'm not believing, I don't have the faith that I need to have. Yeah. And sometimes staying in that word and cultivating that word persuades us. Well, because maybe, again, like you said earlier, maybe you have listened to religion. Mm-hmm. They meant good. They oh, were yeah. walking in the knowledge they had yeah. at the time. And the Bible says, as you know, knowledge keeps on increasing because mm-hmm. we keep gaining revelation of the word. Mm-hmm. And so they were walking in it. So right now you're, you're not only when you're uh, taking the word in, and you're cultivating it. Sometimes you're pulling those 
those things out of your life that was put in there by religion. Those weeds and yes. the rocks that's in the garden. It's... And I preached the whole message. That's on the heart on, on our YouTube channel. But you and I've, you know, we've had to do that. Mm-hmm. We've had to watch and we've had to protect and we've had to guard because we want to grow in this thing. Yeah. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and 15 says, Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. This is where I'm leery if you go to a church or if you're around a minister and they say, hey, don't study it. Take my word on it. Yeah. This goes back to making sure that you're not being taught religion mm-hmm. or really just traditional things. But here it says, rightly divided the word of truth. Mm-hmm. The word is truth. Mm-hmm. It's yes and amen. I am Lord, I change not. He doesn't change from one moment to the next. We may, mm-hmm. but he doesn't. Here it says, study and be eager, be eager and do the utmost to present yourself to God also. This is a note I wrote down. Not only do you want to spend time dividing the truth, mm-hmm. uh, and again, it goes back to something we first got married, you spoke to me and told me, Rodney, you're studying the Word, and it's awesome how you're studying the Word of God, but spend time in prayer and mm-hmm. in worship and in praise. So not only do you want to study the Word of God, you want to spend time in prayer and praise and worship because you gain revelation as you absorb the Word. Mm-hmm. You pray, and prayer is you communicating to God, and we've talked about this, but also allowing Him to com- yes. communicate back to you and spend time in His presence in praise and worship. And you'll be able to divide the truth. You'll see what's in the Word. God will open that Word. He, The Bible says, my sheep no, know my voice. voice. So you don't want to walk in confusion. Mm-hmm. So if I was your pastor and I said, don't bring your Bible, just take what I would say, I would, you know, you yeah. shouldn't listen to me. Yeah. That's the reason when we started YouTube videos, we're on podcasts. We want you to get the Word out. We want you to see exactly what the Word is saying to you. Study means to gain knowledge to read um, the, a book closely in order to gain or know and it also means to examine closely. I like what Kenneth Hagin said. Kenneth Hagin told the Lord, said, I'll do whatever you want me to do as long as you show me and back it up in scripture. Mm-hmm. And so that was that's the way he thought and that's what we all need to, th- to think. God will never speak to you in your prayer time or in praise and worship time that would go against the word. No. So that's the reason it's always make sure that you've got word to back up what you are, you know, what you're about ready to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's very plain. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Mm-hmm. Given it shall be given you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and rain over shall men give into your bosom. So there's scriptures there for doing things, and you and I need to do that. We've got to examine it closely. we got to read it. Uh, we got to gain knowledge of it. Well, and it's, it goes further into when you, I, I was blessed to go for my bachelor's degree to a Christian college. Yes. And, you know, at the time you're forced to take Old and New Testament. You're ah, But you did learn a lot by taking those classes. And just even our son, you know, Jordan, that's, yeah. that's in the, the master's, master's program. program. Um, he... So the emphasis right now in learning the word, if you even want to say rightly dividing the word, is to understand the, the historical context when and why that scripture was written. And even when you think about the, um, the epistles that were written, they were written specifically to, to cover a topic that was maybe going on in that local church yes. at the time. And sometimes we can get so bent out of shape by taking one scripture, <laughs> like and, a doctrine, or taking a, a doctrine on, you know, when you really need to rightly divide that and see what what was the purpose of that scripture, what was going on historically at that time. Yes, um, a little different than the times today. Yeah, but used to, and, and Teresa will amen. Jordan and Jared will amen this one. I'm ready to say it. This is something my fault, my thing. Sometimes I would be so bullheaded when it came to Scripture mm-hmm. that if Jordan or Jerry would come and say something, no, you're wrong. But through my growing up, even as a father, I have learned so much from them mm-hmm. by what they say, and I begin to look at the Scripture and I say, oh, they were right on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan, I love sitting down with Jordan and Ashley and discussing the Scripture because they come from it from a different, mm-hmm. different place than I have. Mm-hmm. And 
you learn a lot. And even when you were going to school, uh, sometimes you would be so excited when I would come home or uh, when you got done studying that you had to share what you just learned in you know, the classes you were taking on the Bible. Mm-hmm. Also, Jordan or Jared, uh, he would call. He took Bible uh, classes up uh, at Mars Hill, and he would call mm-hmm. and discuss. And that was, at that time, that was one of his favorite classes. So the thing is, be open to discussion. Listen to what other people are saying because sometimes maybe you were taught religious things, and when they bring it in and you begin to look at the Bible more, mm-hmm. you say, oh, I was wrong. That was good. And so sometimes some of the best times is when we get to spend time together discussing the Word. And uh, read St. Luke chapter 19, verse 47 and 48. And he was teaching daily in the temple, but the chief priests, the scribes, and the leaders of the people sought to destroy him. And they were unable to do anything, for all the people were very attentive to hear him. Now in the scripture, the religious people wanted to destroy Jesus. Yeah. Uh, was it because he was coming against their their way of thinking, mm-hmm. their religion, their religious attributes? Uh, but they couldn't do it because of the people. Yeah. They were very attentive to what he was saying. The word attentive means to hang upon the lips of a speaker as to catch every word uttered. Just think about if we as believers would have that same attitude today. Mm-hmm. That when the word is being spoken, we would want to hang up on it or catch every word uttered. Mm-hmm. You know, when you say it, sometimes when we read the word, we just scan through it. We mm-hmm. really don't say it and absorb it. And here's a tidbit to everyone. It's not, and I had to learn this, it's, and I think it's after we got married. It's not how, how many chapters you read. No. It's how much you can take in and digest. Mm-hmm. So some people might just be uh, a chapter. Mm-hmm. Some people might just be five or six verses. It's better to take in a certain amount of scriptures that you can digest and let it sink in. And apply into, it. Yes. Then on how long you read. Maybe sometimes you need to go back and read the same thing over Maybe the chapter you're reading, you need to read it more than once during that day. Mm-hmm. And say, so, well, I read 10 chapters today. Mm-hmm. As a pastor, I don't care how many you have read. Yeah. How much have you brought into your life and, and, applied, it's, it. and applied it into your life? But we've got to begin to allow ourselves to catch every word. Like when you go to church, there's many distractions. Mm-hmm. I remember when you know, our boys were, were small and I was pastoring, and, you know, as I still am. It was like right before you left. Oh, yeah. Issues would come up mm-hmm. and to try to frustrate you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you dealt with them so I wouldn't get, you know, wouldn't have to deal with them at the time because, you know, I was trying to get ready to, to, uh, to prepare and to preach the word. But don't allow things to, to distract you from what you need to be listening to and be attentive to. Mm-hmm. So I just want to encourage you right now. It's not how many scriptures you read. It's how much you allow to go into your life and be part of your life. Nehemiah. Nehemiah 8.3 says, And the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. Attentive, there it is again. Mm-hmm. To catch every word uttered. Now here, you know, they were reading it in the street or reading it to the congregation. And what's amazing, they went from morning until noon. <laughs> to midday to noon. Other words, from the time the sun went up, and I go back and laugh because, uh, yeah, I got to say, Jared Jordan would wake us up early in the morning before the sun would even come up. He was hungry; he needed some breakfast, and then we told him, "said Jordan, don't wake us up again till the sun came up." So he would come into our bedroom, and as soon as he saw a bit of light outside, that it's up, Dad, Mom, and I'm hungry, but that's the kind of time that they started their service. Mm-hmm. This was a long service, yeah. and we can't handle an hour. No. We're ready to throw in and give up at the time. And the reason is, we're not attentive. Yeah. It's not important to us. And again, I'm not saying to go six hours for a service longer. I am saying that when we go to church or you listen to this podcast or YouTube videos or anything else, be attentive. Take it in. 
I love what people in our church is doing. They take this and set their family down and they're listening to the YouTube mm-hmm. and they listen to the podcast. They're, they're treating it like a service right now. And that's important. And even when we go back doing services, we're going to continue doing this. Yeah. And we still want you to do that because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing, and hearing the Word of God. So a couple things that we have uh, jotted down, as we would say, uh, for the Word of God to grow in you. I'll, I'll say one, then Tracy can say one. The first one is study. The second one? Would be to, to meditate on it. And that would be, you know, to mutter it, let it revolve around in your mind over and over, almost like the, you know, they My say manual. the cow chewing the cud. You, you swallow it down and then you bring it back up as disgusting as, as that is. But sometimes you have to put something on a shelf. Yes. Pull it back down, look at it again, examine it again, and apply it to your life. But you can't do the meditating until you study it. it. Well, you wouldn't know. Yes. You wouldn't gain that revelation, that knowledge, that wisdom from spending time with God. Mm -hmm. And the next one is, as you meditate on it, something supernatural begins to happen. Faith. Yeah. Faith begins to spring up, and we'll teach on this some other time. There's different levels of faith. Little faith, big faith. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this is how, and even a little bit of faith can move mountains. Mm -hmm. But this is how you grow your faith, by studying and as you should explain, meditating, and then your faith grows. But after faith grows, then you've got to... You have to do it. You have to obey it. You have to apply it. That's the biggest thing. That's the hardest thing because you see it. The Lord tells you exactly. He makes it plain to you, and then we'll go, okay, I'll start Monday. (laughs) And and until you... We're starting to die. We're going to wait. We all we can during the weekend. We're going to wait till Monday. And if you keep doing that, that you keep pushing it off, then it gets, it's less and less important. It's less and less bright. It's less and less, it's, it's weaker. Well, what we do as, as Christians, we'll study the Word of God. We'll meditate a few minutes on it. We'll do a little bit of kind of acting out of faith on it a little bit. But a tragedy will hit. Oh, yeah. You get a bad report from the doctor. And then that's when you try to dig in the Word. Yeah. Well, if you had done that prior, you prepared yourself ready. And you probably, because me and you both done this, you and I said this to each other. We had a check six months ago we should have done this. Yeah. Now we're waiting for the last moment. Yeah. That if we had done it six months ago, we'd been ready for this. Yeah. And so that's the same thing we do when it comes to studying, meditating, and, and faith and doing is we'll just do a little bit at the beginning and then when a tragedy hits or something happens that we need God to move in then we begin to put everything into it mm-hmm. just where would we be if we didn't do it that way we were always putting the word we were always meditating we were always walking in faith and then we were always stepping out and listening to God yeah. to me that's important so today Teresa and I just want to encourage you to do these things to study the word to meditate in the word to have faith in the Word, and then step out and do it. It might be something small. Mm -hmm. God, you might feel like, why do I need to take that can of green beans to my neighbor? And it's something stupid that you feel like it's stupid, but they might be out getting ready to run to the grocery store, and I know we've done little things like that, and somebody said, I needed that. And it said, wow, God told me that. Mm -hmm. And it was something so Small. small. And then it grows. Mm-hmm. Maybe God speaks for you to, to go buy groceries. Maybe you're at the point now you can go buy groceries and you do it. And that person was without groceries or how pay a bill or et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but you won't do it until you begin to exercise. You begin to study, meditate, and exercise your faith. And again, God will start you in the small things before he tells you to jump out in the big well, ones. Well, and he may, be, he may be dealing with you about getting your health. What I'm saying with us. Yeah, get get your, your body healthy or get your finances healthy and or trim back where you can. God knows. He sees ahead. Yes. And he maneuvers us if we'll allow him. He will he'll show you the path that you need to take, but you're the one that has to walk in it. Well, I mean, for instance, you'll come and say something else. Say, no, baby, uh, this is what I feel right now. You know, we've got to prepare. And, okay. I mean, it's, I know you listen to God and I, and I, I know, you know, I listen to God, and that's what makes this thing so great in a marriage. Uh, but we're learning. I mean, we're learning this still yet in our life. Oh, yeah. And something about doing these things, 
there's always room for growth. So we want to encourage you today to do this real life. We want you to know we love you. Everyone else living, listening, we love you too. And we are praying for you today. And we're praying for God's best to be yours. Spirit, soul, soul, and and body. May God bless you. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Real Life Discussions with Pastor Rodney and Teresa. I'm excited about today's uh, segment because we're going to be talking about what is the plan for your life. Before we start that, we want to wish everyone a belated (laughs) 4th of July. Uh, We are doing this on Sunday, and so we can get it out to everyone. But uh, we looked very patriotic yesterday. We sure did. We had matching shirts. Everybody... Well, I can't say everybody, but a lot of people did comment on them. Um, we didn't buy them in the same place, yes. but uh, we were very festive with our red, white, and blue And yesterday. we love our country. We celebrated uh, Independence Day yesterday. Hopefully you did. And we just spent time together. Mm-hmm. Went out and done our weekly uh, grocery store shopping. And everybody stopped and said, Lord, you look very, uh, what's the word they used a lot? Patriotic. Festive. So, and I took that as a compliment because my shirt was like the American flag and then you had wet, red, white, and blue shirt on. So it looked, it looked really good. But um, we will be getting with everyone here in the next week or two and talk to you about service and what we're going to be doing because we're praying about how we're going to do that. So we'll be talking to you, everyone in the church, a little bit later in a different way. We're not sure how we're going to do that, but we want to get some of y'all's input on some stuff too. But um, we are in a different phase of our life. Yeah. Uh, Jordan's married and moved out, and they live on the other side of Charlotte. Jared got married in... January. January, wasn't it? My mind goes for February for some reason, and I've done the wedding, so... Um, So he's gone. Yeah. So when I say gone, he's... We have an emptiness. Yeah, you know, he's five minutes from the house and Jordan's less than 30 minutes from the house. So we're still got him close. But when that shifts, mm-hmm. you got to begin to pray and say, Lord, what is your plan for mine and Teresa's life? Because mm-hmm. used to it was, what was your plan for my family's life? And the boys were involved in that. Oh yeah. But now they're gone, they're married. And uh, so we are spending time and asking God, what is the plan for our life when it comes to what we should be doing? What's his plan and purpose for us individually as a couple mm-hmm. without the boys here? And I, I just recommend anybody listen to this to begin to ask that. You've got time right now because some churches um, have limited services. Yeah. Some churches, they're asking a lot of people not to come. So mm-hmm. you might go one week and not the next week. Uh, some right now have not having church. And I've heard a lot of kickback on that. Why don't you, where's your faith at? Why don't you go ahead and just start having church? I've heard people say that on social media. Mm -hmm. But as a pastor, we've talked about this. Our job is to protect our congregation. Yes. And not just be a shepherd, but to protect them. So that's what we're trying to do. And very quickly, we have seen the numbers in this area. Yeah, they have, um, we're we're seeing numbers that are... um, have surpassed the original, you know, when the, when the peak, the peak, the, the actual spike. Um, I think that it, we kind of discussed this early on when um, the fear, the COVID fear just started in the, in the country and in the state hadn't really touched this area as much. It was more so located in your your bigger cities. Um, And we've seen it move its way into the small communities. Um, I mean, it's debatable with how you want to say this has come about. Um, It's debatable with with the masking and the the things. Um, I do, as a nurse, believe that you do need to wear your mask. We have worn one since yes, it started. We've worn one since it, it we were uh, asked to. Yeah, and even before. Yeah. Um and the hand washing, keeping your hands away from your face. And also the social distancing when you're out, you know, be 
at a respectful distance from the people in front of you. And definitely, if you have signs and symptoms of anything, don't, don't go out. I'm amazed at how many times you can hear someone coughing, coughing and you can tell yeah. it's a deep congestive cough and they will be with other people. So it's not even necessarily that they came out out of necessity. Um, it was more of a pleasure thing to be out and about and it draws attention to you and, yeah. and I'm sure people we go down different all all together yeah you're going to throw an angry, angry we don't want people to walk we don't want people to walk in fear of that's not no, the, no. what we're saying no but you know we, we did talk about this early on not everyone's faith is at the same level no. and when you um, you may be a mighty man or woman of faith and, and can believe God you know, for your healing with no problem. Um, and then you have someone else that struggles with, and I think it's just common sense. I mean, I, you wouldn't want to expose yourself to something. It's kind of like trying the spirits. Mm-hmm. That's like tempting God. Yeah. Keep yourself healthy and, and whole and separated well, as much as you can. Even right now, we're, we limit who we get around. We get around mm-hmm. family, and that's about... The sums it in up. small groups, yes, in very small, limited groups, and if you do get together with your family in a bigger setting, we found that if you do it outdoors, um, we've we've gone to a park and everyone has sat at their own table table and they brought their own food yes. so that there's no cross contamination of um, food in that way, um, and then you can. You know, obviously, you can go on walks and things of that nature. Right now, it's just so hot. Yeah. Um, well, as we've seen, and this is public record, as you can watch, the numbers have went up, mm-hmm. but people are not as sick. No, they don't. They're they're still, you know, major issues. Uh, issues, but not like we saw with the initial scare. So we don't want people to be in fear, but we do still want everyone to be cautious mm-hmm. uh, as your pastor and people that's listening to this. You know, I've got a pastor's heart. That means I've got a caring heart. That means I want everyone to protect themselves. Um, but don't walk in this fear because the Bible says that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a, I say, holy go sound mind, but a sound mind. So you, you just want to be cautious and just watch what you do. Uh, but... Uh, so that's kind of, you know, some things we want to talk about on that this morning. But as we started out a little bit earlier, um, I want you to begin, people that's listening, pray about what God has got planned for your life. Yeah. Uh, again, you go through different uh, phases of your life. You know, we had our babies. Mm-hmm. They were teenagers or kids and teenagers, and now they're adults. And uh, so right now, a lot of divorces... Mm-hmm. come into play at this time when the kids are gone because husband and wife look at each other and they have built their relationship around their kids so yeah, much yeah, that's so true. that they've not built the relationship around each other. Mm-hmm. And we always told our boys this. Uh, they would catch us hugging each other and, uh, and they'd go, ooh. And we would look at them and say, well, one of these days you're going to leave us. And they did. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be, still be together. So we tried to watch it. We did wrap ourselves around our boys. Son. Yeah, you become involved in your children's life, but it can't be you're so engrossed with your children that you forget about your spouse. And then when the time comes for that empty nest, then it's really empty. And you don't you look and you don't know each other. No. So we have tried, and in some areas we have failed. We should have done it more than we did mm-hmm. uh, during their during when they were younger. But we tried to do some things by ourselves. And thank God we had family that watched our kids so we'd go on vacation and made sure we kept that. So whatever phase you're in right now, you need to begin to pray and say, Lord, what is your plan? If you've got kids, what's your plan right now with my kids and ourselves? Make sure you're still spending some time with your spouse. Then as they go through that process, that uh, and it did help that you know Jordan, when he got married, uh, then Jared went off to college a little mm-hmm. bit and was gone some, and that helped. Uh, us into it. So that helped a little bit. But the scripture I want you to look at when you're planning uh, your life 
is found in Proverbs 29 and 18. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keeps the law, happy is he. Now, we use this for ministries, mm -hmm. for churches, and for your personal ministry. But I want you today to look at this, because I always say Scripture's two prongs a lot mm -hmm. of times. And this is two. This is about your personal life, too. Not just ministry, not just church, but your personal life. Another translation says this. It's the Message Bible says, If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what He reveals, they are most blessed. Okay, so it means to attend. It means to take heed and to begin to do what He has revealed. So that means, again, we're going to go away from church. That means He can reveal what His plan is for Teresa and Rodney's life. Yeah. Uh, I know sometimes you've told me, Rodney, you need to get off and get a plan for us. Yeah. yeah. And uh, by doing that, you get off before God and say, Father, what is your plan for my family's life? What do you put aside in church, put aside ministry at this time? What is your plan for us to do mm -hmm. for the next couple of years or for, you know, ever how long it is? Right now, we're in the uh, middle phases of our life, I believe. And so, Lord, what is your plan? But I believe that plan will be spending time with your spouse, mm -hmm. getting to know, growing closer together. Um, and it says you'll be blessed. And that's what we want. Yeah. We want what he reveals will bring blessing to your life. Uh, get before God to get the vision, the revelation, the... Uh, Prophetic vision. No, get it through the word. Get it through... You, you can't... He's speaking to you. You know, we kind of throw that off. Yeah. But he can speak to you to you from the Word of God and say, this is what I have planned for your life. Mm -hmm. You know, for you personally, for your family, and for your just your life in general. Your professional life, your job, mm -hmm. anything. Because if, you know, in Proverbs 29, 18, when he says people perish or the, the Message Bible says they, they stumble, some people like to live... The spontaneity of, hey, what are we going to do today? We'll just... And that's fine sometimes. Yeah, but in the long term, I know me personally, I, I am very goal-oriented. Yeah. I want to know where we're going, how you plan to get us there. And some, sometimes it's, you, you have to still make that step of faith. But if you've heard from God and you know the direction he's telling you to go, it's so easy to put your foot out there. But when you have no clue what you're going to do or how you're going to get there, it's so scary. And the stumbling all over yourself, you're bumping up against each other, causes friction, it mm -hmm. causes tension. And for an all-rounded, well happy home, Well, I mean, sometimes, sometimes we'll go on vacation, do something, and we'll say we're not going to plan nothing. No. And yeah. that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's a whole different thing. We'll wake up in the morning and just talk about it and do it. Yeah. But we're talking about everyday living. Yeah. We're not just getting off on vacation. Yeah. And a lot of times what we're talking about, if you are praying about what, you know, you're in that second phase, third phase of your life or whatever, what is your plan? It might take an investment mm -hmm. for you to walk in that next phase. You know, I've had people tell me, or and I've read in books, I've heard other ministers, if you've got a ministry, you need to invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, what are you buying to feed yourself? And when I say that, books, and what, what are you listening to? Are you in the Word so you can feed yourself for the ministry? Yeah. Well, also for your personal life, what are you investing for down the road? Yeah. One thing that we have, have, you know, we've prayed about is if we don't do things and plan now, it's going to be harder when we get older. Mm -hmm. So why not do those things now? Because, you know, I talked to my dad the other day. He said, as you get older, there's less in the, in the natural you can do unless you've got a support system around you that's that true. can do that for you. That's true. So that's something that, that we are looking at and we're praying about. Lord, what can we do right now? This is a phase in our life that maybe when we're 80 or 90, we won't be able to do so we can get to the goal that you yeah. have for us. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Expected, exciting end. Yeah. I believe that God wants the latter part of your life to be even greater than the beginning part of your life. Mm -hmm. So this thing's supposed to be intensifying. Yeah. Our lives together with our family with my spouse, with my beautiful wife, 
is supposed to be growing. Mm -hmm. And he says here to give you a future and a hope. And again, we look at this as ministry, but today we're not. He wants to give you a future and a hope. He wants you to give you something worth living for. Something to look forward to. And something exciting, yeah. I mean, so you can be saying, you know, this is a place I'm going. I want to be excited about that in my life. And I'm here to tell you that we would see greater things in people's lives if they had this attitude. Yeah. Uh, I know, you know, my dad had a boat, and he said, you can use that boat anytime you want to, but on Sundays. God will bless you with things, but you don't want to, it to take away from having time with fellowship in church and with Christian people because you don't want it to pull you away from God. It should be building your relationship with God, too. Yeah. Uh, like vacation to us, when we go on vacation, we spend time in prayer. Mm-hmm. We spend time, if we go to the beach, for instance, we take, uh, I take books to read, leadership books, ministry books, my Bible. You take things, and we sit there as we're looking at the ocean, and we're, we're, we're spending time. We'll hold hands. We'll read a book. Mm-hmm. We're developing the inside of us, but also the relationship that we have with each other. Uh, but you know, the, when it says to give you an expected end, um, the other translation of Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. If you're not expecting something good, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. And yes. you know, there's some people that have even confessed over their lives, ah, the you know the best is behind me, and you know there's just all this doom and gloom. Well, that's what's going to yes going to happen, especially right now in the time we're living in. Yeah, you've got you have to expect good things. You have to believe that that plan God has for you, which you're going to go a little further into, is going to bring you into good places. I think we need to be like Smith Wigglesworth. He got up every day, not looking at the doom and gloom, no matter how his body felt. He got up and danced around his room, praising God. And he, he set his uh, expectations high that day by doing that. So that's something that I think we need to do as believers. Absolutely. What are you called to do? Uh, again, we're we're pulling away from the church right now. This is not we, you know. We'll talk about that when we get back to church. We'll go over the vision again and things like that. But what am I called to do? What am I called to do as a couple? Mm-hmm. As as Christians, as yes, we're still called to be mom and dad to our boys, mm-hmm. Uncle Bubby and Aunt uh, TC to our nieces and nephews. We're still called to be brothers and sisters and those things. But are, what are we called to do? What is our purpose as just people? Yeah. Um, what does God expect from us? You know, he wants us to walk in love. He wants mm-hmm. us to care about people. He wants those things. Um, but in Romans chapter 8, verse 27 and 28 says, Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Now down here, read that again and put my little notes I've put in there. Verse 27, now he who searches the hearts, that's the thoughts or feelings, the mind, knows what is the mind or you could say purpose of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know or are aware of or we understand that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called, and called is invited, appointed, the the children of God, Uh the saints of God, according to his purpose. Now, I like this word purpose, what I wrote down here. Read that. It says, a setting forth... As exposed before God, the showbread, or the shoebread, is in the Old Testament. Okay, we know that was a setting forth. Centerpiece. Centerpiece. And we've talked about that at church. Some of you all that's been there, we've talked about that verse. I think Pastor Don ministered a message in the next week. I brought that out in that. But here he's saying the Spirit knows. Mm -hmm. God wants you to be the showbread. He wants our life, our purpose, our calling to be the center piece that people can see there's a God. Yeah. Like, my Lord, what is different about them than us? Mm-hmm. That will draw a, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Draw people to God mm-hmm. and say, you know, look how their life is. See, that's, that's, that should be our goal as just Christians. Mm-hmm. 
is drawing people to God. And God can use all of us mm -hmm. every day drawing people to God because we could be the showbread of people who look, see, there is a God in heaven. Look what God did with their life. Yeah. And it says that the Spirit of God knows. Mm -hmm. He knows what your calling is. But you've got to spend time in God's presence to find out that vision, that calling for your relationship with your spouse. To draw it out. And to me, that's very important that we've got to realize. God wants you to be the showbread on this planet. Even right now with all the chaos, if we will allow the Spirit of God to begin to, to show through us, we can change this world. Yeah. And the Bible says in Ephesians 2 and 9. And verse 10. Oh, sorry. Ephesians 2 and 10 says, yes. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And I wrote down, What good works has God prepared for you to walk in? Because it's good works. Yeah. It's, God has big things, a future and a hope. He's got big things in store for each and every one of us. And one thing you've got to get out of your mind is how old are you? Yeah. That's, you know, I, I've talked to people that said, well, I, I, you know, my, I'm old. And I, that has nothing to do with the plan and the purposes that God has for your life. Oh. And the Bible says he'll bring those years back. He'll, he'll put you right where you're supposed to be at the time in your life if you will pray, yeah. get before him and allow the Spirit of God to show you what you're supposed to be doing in your ordinary day life. Yeah. And again, it's supposed to be the showbread. The it's consecrated to, bread, the set-apart bread. Yes. Mm -hmm. That people can look and say, there's just something special about them. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at them. I, there's nothing sweeter to me that when we're somewhere and we walk around and we see older people holding hands. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's special because it shows the relationship with each mm -hmm. other. Um, Philippians 4... And 13. 13 says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And then I wrote down all things that have to do with the fulfilling of the purpose of God for your life. So, again, you've got to get your mind off of what you can do. This is on what God can do through you. Yeah. Because a lot of times, well, I can't do that. Yeah, well, you can't do it yourself. Well, that's what bring, makes the showbread, makes you mm -hmm. to be set apart because... God took your ordinary life and done a supernatural thing with it. Yeah. And he, he brought you to this point where people can look and say, look what God did. Yeah. And I've got wrote in my, my Bible, and I, I got it from someone else, and it just says, I want my ministry and my life to be so extraordinary that people look and say, only God could have done that. And people had already have said that about me. Yeah. But I want people to look at our lives and say, only God could have done that in Rodney and Teresa's life. Yeah. Uh, Matthew... 19 and 26 says, But Jesus looked at them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. All things are possible through God. Yeah. So again, it's not what you can do through yourself. It's what you can do through faith and allowing God to use you. Mm -hmm. Then in Mark 9 and 23. Jesus said unto him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. There is two or three scriptures we just shared with you that says all things are possible yeah. through God. And if you look throughout history and look at some amazing people through history, through the Word, you'll see that God took ordinary people and took them beyond their natural abilities. Yeah. But they were willing to sell out. Yeah. So quit looking at, I can't do that because I don't have this. I can't do that because this is not just right. You need to say, okay, Lord, if that's what you want me to do, the Bible says all things are possible with God. So I'm going to begin to do what I can do, mm -hmm. then allow God to do what God can do. And when it's all over with, people will look and say, look what God did in them. Well, if he calls you, he equips you. Yes. So you have everything residing within your spirit, your spirit man, that yes. born again spirit man to do everything that he's called you to do. We just have not tapped in to all of that. Well, uh, was it Moses that made excuses? Yeah. Said, I can't do this, so God sent someone to be his voice. Aaron, Aaron to be his. Uh, and God will do that for you if you feel like you need that. But just think about if, God, if Moses had not said that, God probably could have moved through him. Well, it, it caused him aggravation. You know, there were some things that... Later, Miriam and Aaron did to Moses that 
cause some conflict that if maybe Moses would have stepped out in faith, in faith and did okay, I'm allow do God to, yeah. So sometimes we, we make excuses and it can um, cause us trouble <laughs> in the far. end. Like Abraham, you know, yeah. God told him to leave and he took Lot and we see what happened there. Um, so it takes an all out stepping out in faith and just trusting him and doing what he's called you to do and quit making excuses. All of us have limits. Yeah. All of us Physical, can, yes. natural limits. All of us could use... Uh, excuses. Oh, yeah. When God called me to ministry, I could have used excuses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went through the story how it was when I first began to minister my first sermon. And I won't go through that again right now, but I could have used limits and said, I can't do this because of this. But I was willing because I, I was burnt. It was a burning on the inside of me to say, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And God used me. And I remember. For instance, my dad came and heard me minister at one of my first revivals. We had just got married. We went back, and I ministered during Thanksgiving, was it? And my dad came, and uh, he told my mom, said, Who is that? It's not Rodney. Because I made a decision that I was going to allow the Spirit of God to use me for what he had called me to do. And I just want to encourage you, don't put limits. If God has said something to you, keep praying about it and keep walking out what you can do and allow God to do what he can do. Listen, we're going to continue this next week or our next telecast on real life discussions. Sometimes we take a week off and we'll do uh, uh, real life discussions on YouTube. If you haven't listened to those, please go over to real life discussion with pastor Rodney on YouTube and subscribe and listen to those. It's growing over there. We're seeing people uh, subscribe to the telecast. So we appreciate that when you do that, we want again to wish you again, a happy 4th of July weekend. Mm -hmm. We want you to know that we love you in real life. We want you to know that we care for you. We're praying for you. We'll be in touch with you on some other things later. Until next week, we pray God's best to be yours. Spirit, soul, soul, and and body. body, we love you.